Shalom, shalom, and welcome. It's Kenny Russell, Bulldozer Faith, living life in the Spirit. What a blessing it is to come together around the Scriptures and proclaim that Yeshua is the Messiah. Hallelujah. Make that declaration from the land of Israel to the nations. We are blessed and encouraged that we serve a living Elohim. He's a living God. And, you know, we walk by faith, not by sight, but we are in relationship. So just because we walk by faith, it doesn't mean we're uh, just, uh, you know, following religious practices. We have the blessing of the guaranteed seal of the Ruach HaKodesh, His Holy Spirit. So thank you so much for joining with us. We are going to be talking tonight about putting on the new self. Hallelujah. Uh, you know, we talked uh, last night. Uh, what did we talk about last night? I've, it was love one another, was it? Uh, no, that's coming up with the wrong feed on there. I thought that was wrong there. <laughs> yeah, we're talking about worthy of calling received and then spiritual planning Elohim's way. So again, we're we're still sort of uh, on this theme. And there's a few key points I, I really want to drive home today. And we're going to press in and do that. So thanks for tuning in right now. For all those who are joining us live, welcome. If you're listening by podcast, we welcome you as well. Please send us an email, Kenny at bulldozerfaith.com. Let us know where you're watching from. It's always a blessing to hear uh, how far these feeds are going into the countries that uh, are listening to uh, the message that we uh, put out each day. Welcome. Thanks for joining with us. All right. If you are joining with us, just post in the comments where you're watching from. It's always good to see where everyone is. We've got Lola in Florida. We've got Cassandra. She must be visiting Ohio. Yeah, I hope you're having a good time there. We've got Pete in New York. Good to see you, Pete. Blessings. We've got uh, Deb in Texas. Blessings. Good to see you. Um, Hallelujah. Okay, so we've also got Obahai. (laughs) I can't say your whole name. I don't know what country you're in. I think it's somewhere in Africa, but welcome. Thanks for joining with us. Um, Praise the name of Yeshua. All right. Well, listen, we're going to pray. We're going to press in. It's a a different time again. Uh, Keep us in prayer right now. We're in the process of moving Haley's parents into assisted living. So we've been working very hard, getting everything organized. The move date, the big move date is tomorrow morning. So, anyway, hallelujah. I think we're just about ready. We've got a few things to do early in the morning um, to finalize things for this move. But anyway, we're looking forward to the blessings of what the Father is going to do in their lives in this amazing assisted living property. And what's amazing is it's one, I think it is actually the only assisted living, messianic assisted living in the land of Israel. So they're going to be uh, able to fellowship with other believers. And uh, yeah, the, the team there and the staff there are just amazing. So anyway, we are blessed and encouraged with that. And I know that they're going to have a great time there. And as you all know, We are on the countdown from the 15th to the 15th of July in preparation for our move here where the ministry is moving. And there's a few things that are going to be taking place and we're going to be sharing uh, more of this in the upcoming newsletter. So keep your eye out for the newsletter at the end of the month. It really is quite exciting what the Holy Spirit is saying to us and how he is guiding us because uh, there's some great things up ahead and now that uh, we're going to be able to travel uh, we will be organizing our uh, trip to the U.S. and you know we're not just going to be traveling around in the U.S. but what we're going to be doing is we're going to be establishing a location and a platform for us doing Livingstone Torah outreach and training and equipping. It's really going to be amazing. So you will get the opportunity to come and join with us and uh, to go out to evangelize, to witness, to share the gospel of the kingdom and uh, just learn how we do things and and just watch the miracles of what the Father does as he ministers to the brokenhearted and brings transformation to those who are lost. So we are really excited about that and uh, excited also about what's happening here in the land. But, you know, it's going to be different. Um, we don't want things to be the same. I don't know about you, but, you know, we don't want things to be the same. I said the other day, you know, what it was like during our, our marriage and what we went through. When we got 
got married, Haley and I, 30 years ago. Or 30, is it 30 years this year? No, 30 years next year. Ah, 29 years ago. You know, our wedding gifts were not household items. They were suitcases and uh, things to support us in travel because we were sent. And we talked about the commissioning yesterday um, from Ephesians chapter 4 and the importance of uh, the gifts and the importance of those who are called in leadership who are being sent out. Our entire wedding was a sending out to the nations. You know, we had representation uh, from people from different parts of Europe as well as the UK. And it was a prophetic time where words were spoken and uh, people shared testimonies how their lives had been radically changed through our ministry and through uh, the impact and encounters that they had had with Haley and myself. And what a blessing it was to see just what the Father was doing as we were married under the hoopah in Scotland of all places. But, you know, thank you, Father. And now we look back 29 years and look at what the Father has done. And guess what? You know, we're still living in suitcases and we're still available. I know sometimes my wife will say, you know what, it'd be nice to kind of settle down and not have to travel so much. But, um, you know, we're getting ready for the next adventure of faith. (laughs) And yeah, that's just life. We want to see life's change. We want to bring the true gospel of the kingdom to this generation. And as we look at this subject on putting on the new self, you know, we're going to stay in Ephesians chapter 4, but you know me, I'm, I'm going to kind of go off on a few different directions. And I want to open with uh, the book of Romans chapter 13. And, you know, I love this portion of Scripture. And, uh, you know, you know, it's, it's definitely one of those uh, Scriptures where, you know, I've preached for many years. And, you know, we get to that place where, you know, we're just encouraging people to, to wake up, you know, and understand that the hour has come. And, you know, this is the day in which we're living. The hour has come. Come on. Stop living in the past. Stop trying to live in the future. But will you make a decision to live for Yehovah today? And when we're talking about putting on the new self, this is an act that you have to go through. And yes, you need the power of the Spirit to be able to do this. You cannot do this on your own. You need to be empowered by the Spirit. But there's going to be so much opposition in you being able to do this. That's why we need the Spirit. So if you are born again, uh, you know, and, and you've not waited to receive power from on high, I encourage you, stop running around and get uh, to the place where you know you're filled with the Spirit and mikvah immersed in the Ruach HaKodesh and his fire. Don't leave until you receive power from on high. So anyway, we're reading from uh, verse 11. 11, as we say in Scotland. Verse 11. (laughs) I don't know if you've seen any of that that, uh, Facebook ad of the the talking uh, elevator lift, as we call it in Scotland voice activated it was put it was installed in a scottish location and the guy's trying to get to the 11th floor 11 11 it doesn't understand his accent he was trying his scottish accent and uh, american accents and you know just trying to work out how do i get this elevator to take me where i need to go it reminds me of (laughs) being in america trying to find panera bread you know with my voice activation activation on my mobile phone as you're trying all the different types of accents southern northern english everything you know just trying to find your way around with voice activation anyway let's get back to the word hallelujah romans chapter 13 i don't know if we prayed yet did we pray father thank you for this day we ask you to pour out your spirit upon our lives We come before you, Father, because we want to be empowered by your Spirit. We want to be effective. We've spent so much time studying the roots, and now we come before you, Father, because we want to see the fruits of the Spirit in operation. So be with us and teach us this day. That's that's our prayer in Yeshua's name. 
Hallelujah. All right, I see we've got Esther joining with us. We've got Colin joining us as well from Wales in the UK. Welcome. We've got Jeff as well joining with us. We've got uh, Jim as well in Kansas. Welcome. Thanks for joining with us. Hallelujah. Verse 11 of Romans chapter 13. And do this understanding the present time. The hour has come for you to wake up from your slumber. Because our salvation is nearer now than when we first believed. It's an interesting statement when you've got, uh, you know, the writer of Romans, Paul. He's speaking to believers. He's talking about order. You know, you can be born again of the Spirit, but it doesn't mean that you have your whole life in order. Well, brother, I'm saved. You know, there's a learning process on how we walk in the Spirit. There's a learning process on how we take hold of the gifts and the function of the Spirit and we learn how to yield to the Ruach HaKodesh. It doesn't just switch on overnight. Yes, we are empowered by the Spirit, but you need to submit your will to the will of Yahovah. And if you don't, what is at the beginning a beautiful, bright, you know, walking in the light can start to move to dusk and go all the way into deep darkness if you let it. So the choice is yours. You never are are, are starved of your free will. When you come to faith, you choose. But I love what the scripture says. You didn't choose me. I chose you. You know, as they were challenging the authority of Yeshua, he just puts them right in their place. Look, you didn't choose me. I chose you. You were appointed by my father. Hallelujah. So where are we at here? You know, I'm reading (laughs) Romans chapter 11. Yeah, wake up. From your slumber, because your salvation is nearer now than when you first believed. It's such an important call that we need to make sure that we are spiritually alert in how we're living our lives and how we're walking in the destiny and the call that is upon us. And, you know, maybe someone's uh, tuning in right now and you need to hear that word. Wake up from your slumber. Come on. Do you understand how close your salvation, the fullness of reward, the fullness of the blessing of what it truly means to be in faith, your complete deliverance? You know, you are being saved. You've accepted the Messiah. You have the guaranteed seal of the Holy Spirit, as we see in Ephesians chapter 2. But you don't have the fullness of salvation. You've still got this old body. You've still got this fleshly mindset. So you've got to work through this and, you know, lean on the Spirit in every way that we can by the power of the Spirit, not on their own. All right, your salvation is nearer now than you first believe, verse 12. The night is nearly over. The day is almost here. So, you know, what's this telling us? The night's nearly over. Listen, you are called to shine a light in the darkness. This is why I love evangelism. I've got my finger kept in there. Let's put that in there. This is why I love to preach the gospel. This is the time for us to bring the good news of the gospel of the kingdom to this generation. Why? Because surrounded, uh, we, we are surrounded by darkness. But, you know, you, you know, even in the studio, I know we've got big lights and stuff going on in here. But you walk into a dark room, you flick that light switch on. Guess what happens? That very small light lights up the whole room. And I want you to see yourself today as one who brings the brightness, the fullness of Messiah into the environments that you walk into. So, you know, the the night is nearly over. The day is almost here. So let us put aside the deeds of darkness and put on the armor of light. Yes, you heard it correct. You need the armor of light. You can't just, you know, be in that place where you are, you know, Well, you know, I'm in the light. No, you're in the light, but you're also walking through darkness. So if we're allowing the Holy Spirit to be dim within our lives, we're not going to have that effect. If we don't understand what we talked about yesterday, you know, worthy of, of the calling received, that we are identifying, this is my calling. This is what the Father has for my life. And we need to know the will of Elohim for our life. We need to take hold of his will. It said, it says, put aside those deeds of darkness and put on the armor of light. And the reason why Paul has to say this, it's so easy. 
It's so easy. It doesn't take us long. You just get a little lazy one day. All of a sudden, you can see that darkness starting to creep in. Let us behave decently as in the daytime. So live as in the day, not as in the night. So live in the daytime, not in orgies and drunkenness, not in sexual immorality and debauchery, not in dissension and jealousy. Rather, clothe yourself with the Lord Yeshua, the Messiah, and do not think, here's the key, how to gratify the desires of the sinful nation. (laughs) The sinful nation, the sinful nature, sorry. These glasses trying to see here. So we don't want to gratify the desires of the sinful nature. So it's, you know, nature, natural. What's natural? Well, you know, in the old man, in the old day, the sinful nature was just natural. It's the way you went. It was what you were born with. You were born into sin. But now you're born again of the Spirit. And we've got to say to the flesh, you've got to come in line. In Yeshua's name, you have got to come in line. And I love what it says. It says, rather, clothe yourself with the Lord Yeshua, the Messiah. Clothe yourself with him. You know, we are hidden in Messiah. So when the devil comes and tells you how bad you are, look at you. Who do you think you are? You have no authority to preach the gospel. You've got no authority to share. Look who you are. You know, you can be clothed in Messiah. Not just Messiah, but who is he? He is our Lord. He's the King of kings and the Lord of lords. He is the ruler of all things. Is Yeshua King of kings today? Yes, he is. Why? Because everything we see on earth is only a foreshadow of that which is already established in the heavenly realm. And he taught us to pray, let your kingdom come. Let your will be done on the earth as it is in heaven. So what are we called to do? We are called to bring heaven here. So don't think about how to gratify the desires of the sinful nature. You know, selfishness, self-ambition, self-motivation, all those different things. What are they seeking to do? They're seeking to have you press in to a whole area where it's all about what you can receive, what you can get. And we've got to get to that place where we humble ourselves before Yehovah. And, you know, we saw that uh, yesterday as we talked from verse 1 of Ephesians 4. A prisoner of the Lord, I urge you to live your life worthy of the calling that you've received. You know, who are we? Who are you in Messiah? Have you given up your rights? It's not about your rights being taken away from you. It's about you laying your life down. Why would you lay your life down? You know, non-believers will ask the question all the time, you know, why would you serve Yeshua? Why would you do that? You know, it just doesn't make sense to them because they're blinded by the deceitfulness of the sinful life. So, we're going to press in a little bit more here on the book of Ephesians and uh, chapter 4, but I, I want to tell you, I love this book because it outlines the true foundation of the gospel of the kingdom. And I love how Paul delivers the message here and confirms the message that, you know, that he is preaching the same message as Yeshua. Now, you know, every chance I get, every opportunity I get to to wake people up, the one new man teaching that we see in the book of Ephesians found in chapter 2 is nothing to do with Jews and Gentiles coming together as one. That is not what it's about. That's why it says in verse 11 of chapter 2, Therefore remember that formerly you who are Gentiles by birth and called the uncircumcised by those who call themselves the circumcision, that done in the body um, and by the hand of man, remember that at that time you were separated from Messiah, excluded from citizenship in Israel and foreigners to the covenants of the promise without hope and without Elohim in the world. So what do we have when we come to faith in Messiah? But everything that we see 
in this portion of Scripture, the two becoming one. You can go back into the Tanakh and identify what's this two becoming one? What is it about this two? We know from the very foundation and the teachings that and the gospel that was preached to Abraham, we know that the message that goes all the way back to Genesis chapter 15, what do we see there? That the, the plan of the Father is to bless the world. It's not just about the Jew or just about Israel. It's through Israel all the nations will be blessed. Because there's an order. You can't just come to Yehovah any way you please. You have to come in order. And that is by the order of covenant. So I encourage you. You know, we've got to get to that place where we come by the order of the covenant. So one new man is not about Jew and Gentile. It's about the southern kingdom and the northern kingdom, as we see in Ezekiel chapter 37. And don't let anyone tell you otherwise, because in modern-day Messianic Judaism, they preach a replacement theology. Every time you see the word Israel, they call it uh, Judah. And there's clearly a message throughout the Tanakh that talks about Judah and about Israel. And in Ezekiel chapter 37, it talks about, um, you know, uh, take that stick in your hand, the two will become one. And, you know, it talks about one, you know, being of the house of Judah and the Israelites associated with them and those of Ephraim and the Israelites associated with them. So we understand the importance of the covenant. There is nothing in your Bible uh, where it states any covenant for a Gentile believer. If you're Gentile, it means without covenant. It means of the nations, not of the nation. And we are called to be of the kingdom of Elohim. So where is your citizenship? Our citizenship is in the kingdom of Yehovah. We see that in chapter 2 uh, as well. So we're no longer foreigners. The covenants, the promises, everything that's given us belongs to us. So anyway, let's press in in chapter 4. Verse 17, because like I said, and, you know, in counseling, I, I, I get this all the time where people say, you know, I've, I've confessed faith, I'm discipling, I'm growing, but I just, this sin nature is driving me crazy. The places where I fail is hurting me, it's pulling me down, and it's making me question Am I saved? And as we go to the Mercianic writings from Matthew to Revelation, you know, and all throughout the Tanakh as well, what do we see? You know, what do we see in the book of Proverbs? You know, take heed, learn, meditate on the Scriptures. We see it throughout the Psalms, the importance of proclaiming the Word, singing songs, even in the place of darkness. And, you know, it's perfectly normal to experience all of the attacks that we experience in the flesh. The big question is, how big are you on the inside? How much have you released to the authority of the Holy Spirit? If you keep failing, if you keep breaking down, it's because you keep taking control instead of yielding to who he is. And this message today on putting on the new self is an act that you and I have to be part of. You know, you can't just say, well, you know, I'm just praying, you know, Father, just put on the new self. I want to be clothed in Yeshua. Hallelujah. And then you just go do your own thing. No. We've got to be people who meditate on the promises of Yehovah. And you will experience failure. You'll experience times that you will be embarrassed before the Father, sometimes even embarrassed before man because of how and decisions that you've made within your life. But how do you get up from that? You know, is uh, is sin unforgivable? You know, when we talked yesterday on the importance of love, you know, building each other up, you know, understanding the importance of the work that love does amongst us. We are blessed to be the body of Messiah. So what is it with believers? Why are we so good at... at shooting down the injured, the broken. You know, they don't, we don't need the devil to come and finish them off. We're very good at finishing them off all by ourselves. What is it with that attitude? When it says within the Word, you will be known by the love you have for one another. 
Well, <laughs> you know, I have more conflicts with confessing believers than I do with worldly people. You know, <laughs> you know, look, it can get to the stage sometimes you say, you know what, I'd just rather not spend any time with believers. I'd rather go spend time with honest heathens because of how some people act. What is it with this immaturity and how they're acting? And I believe it's formed or it happens because we are out of sync. We're out of sync because what's taking place is we're trying to work out our salvation. Yes, we've got to do that in fear and trembling on our own, but we stay isolated in our own little corner. And we've got to understand if you are going to be a blessing. If you are blessed to be a blessing, you have to encounter and work with others. You cannot be on your own. And everywhere within the scripture, we talk about the unity of the body. We are part of the body of Yahovah. If you're in a place of isolation, hallelujah, thanks for joining with us. May this be a place where you can be part of the family of Yahovah, where we walk together, where we get to know who you are, where you get to know who we are, so we can bring forth that encouragement, that strength that so many desperately need in these days. And in doing that, what takes place, we are able to function properly as the Spirit has intended for us to function. All right. I can't remember if we started reading from uh, verse 17. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we read verse 17 of Ephesians chapter 4, if you're just joining us. So I tell you this and insist on it in, in the Lord, that you must no longer live as the Gentiles do in the futility of their thinking. They are darkened by their understanding and separated from the life of Elohim because of ignorance that is in them Due to the hardening of hearts, what, you know, I'm telling you what, talk about Paul, man. He is, he's like, listen, guys, I ain't got much time. I'm not going to mess about the bush here. I'm just going to give you this so thick that you're going to have to add some water to it to water it down to clearly understand what I'm saying here. What's he saying? He's saying, you have got to make sure your thinking is on track, okay? You know, they're darkened by their understanding and separate from the life of Elohim because of the ignorance ignorance that is in them due to the hardening of the heart. So what causes the hardening of the heart? Disobedience. Disobedience causes the hardening of the heart, causes the voice of the Spirit to lower. You know, you want to do it your way? Okay, you just go do it your way. But, you know, don't cry out to God and say, Oh, God, where are you? You don't care for me. You don't love me. Well, listen, you know, have you surrendered your life to Yahovah? Are you walking in his life or, you know, in the ways of Yahovah? How are you living? Is your heart hardened? Well, how do we know if our hearts are hardened? You know by how you treat others. Because if you're truly moving in the working of the Spirit and your heart to Yahovah is growing in Him and you're living in the light, when you encounter others, there's going to be that softness and that gentleness of spirit that's going to be evident. People are going to see the radiance of a mighty God. They're going to identify, wow, you know, to be in the presence of, of so-and-so brought so much blessing to my life. Because I see the love, I see the unity, I see how the Father is moving. Yeah, there may be conflict, there may be challenges, or you know, but you know, you don't know who someone is until they go through some tough times. And when they go through those tough times, you watch them, how are they responding? That tells you who they really are. You know, if they're breaking down, can't take it, screaming, <laughs> kicking, yelling, bitter resentful, all these different things. You know, you know what am I looking at? I'm looking at someone with a hardened heart. I'm not looking at someone who is supple to the will of Yahovah. So how do we deal with these areas? You might be listening think, thinking, man, you know what? This is condemning me. This is what I feel like. I feel, man, oh, man, maybe my heart is hardened. Okay, good, if that's what you're recognizing right now then it's time for you to come to the place and say, you know what, I'm going to put on the new self. I'm going to make a decision here. I recognize this is who I am. The only person who knows the real you is you and Yahovah. 
you can hide it from your loved ones. You can hide it from those around you. But you can't hide from Elohim who you are. And you can't hide from yourself who you are. So what are we going to do? Are we going to live a lie? Or are we going to live in the truth of Yahovah? So what happens with the hardening of the heart? It moves on in verse 19. Having lost all sensitivity, they have given themselves over to sensuality so as to indulge in every kind of impurity with a continual lust for more. They're just so caught up in that which is of the world. And, and listen, this is so easy for the believer to fall into. And, and we've, we've just got to get to that place and say, you know what? I've got to make a decision. I've got to identify who I am. I don't want to be that way. I want to be a different person. You might not like what you're looking at in the mirror. And it's not just about self-motivation. When you look in the mirror, just speak to yourself. I'm blessed of God. I'm a child of God. All those things are true. But it's not just about you saying words, you know, good words, (laughs) good statements to try and make you feel good. Because if your heart is hardened and you've lost the sensitivity of the Spirit and you're giving yourself over to the lust of the flesh, let me tell you something. You can speak all the positive, uh, motivational Christian phrases you like, Hebrew roots phrases. It's not going to help you. So what have we got to do? We've got to surrender to Yahovah, we've got to get to that place where we understand who we are. Let's move into verse 20. You, whoever, however, did not come to know Messiah that way. And let me tell you something. In the days we're living today, we have many people who are coming to know Messiah through a false gospel introduction. So they're told, just raise your hand, pray the prayer. Hallelujah, you prayed the prayer. Come and get your little card. There's your little pack. Welcome to the family of God. Man, you're saved. And then you go and live like hell. (laughs) You know, that is not uh, how we are meant to come to Messiah. You know, we're meant to come with Teshuvah, true repentance, laying our lives down before him, recognizing the finished work that he has done on the execution stake. Surely you heard of him and were taught in him in accordance with the truth that is in Messiah. In accordance. So what is the accordance on how we have learned? This is what I love about the word. This is what I love about being rooted and established within the word. I'm going to follow the scripture even when man, you know, you've got... (laughs) soothsayers and you know false prophets just trying to prophesy all the good stuff you know just to make you feel good and help you get through it and really it's a false spirit it's a spirit of witchcraft and you better be careful of what's going on because you know the motivation of the heart you know what's going on within your heart and within your spirit so how you know, what type of message are you receiving? Is it, is, it, is it in accordance with the truth that's in Yeshua? Well, how do we identify that? We need to go and read the writings of Yeshua and understand what he is saying and understand how he is living. Verse 22, you were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off the old self which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires. And here's the key, the deceitful desires. These are what is designed to pull you down in your faith, to destroy your life. What have we got to do? Put off the old self. Hear the word of Yahovah today. Come on. Body of Messiah, rise up and make a decision. I'm putting off the old man. I'm not going to live in this corrupted, deceitfulness uh, and the, the desires of the flesh. No, I want to live by the Spirit. I want to live by the Spirit. And let me tell you something. Why is it deceitful? Because it's offering you so many promises. It's offering you so many feelings, so many emotional things. That, oh, it's just, uh, please, you know, somebody praise me. You know, 
Is that what we're looking for, just affirmation all the time on who we are, that, that we are loved? Listen, when we read the Scriptures, we understand, For Elohim so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever would believe in him would not perish, but would have everlasting life. Hallelujah. The love of Elohim is throughout the Scriptures, and we see who he is. So we want to be identified with the love of Elohim, not identified with deceitful desires and the corruption of what is in the flesh, what is in this world. Hallelujah. Verse 23 of Ephesians chapter 4. To be made new in the attitude of your minds. Oh, okay. The attitude of your mind. That gratitude attitude. You know, what what type of attitude do you have according to the ways of Yahovah? Is your attitude, well, you know, I just don't know if I'll read the scriptures. I'm just going to tune in and listen to a few preachers online. You know, oh, that preacher, he blesses me. You know, he speaks good things. It makes me feel good, you know. But what are we doing with the attitude of our faith, of our walk? How are we living this out we've got to recognize the battle of the mind and what's going on do you realize how serious it is and how much the devil wants to break you down and this is time for us to overcome so what are we we doing we're putting on the new self why because we are created to be like elohim in true righteousness and holiness you are created this way this is the new natural Oh, that person, you're a real natural at that. But listen, you're a real natural living in the kingdom. Hallelujah. If we will put on the new self. Are we going to put off the old man? Old man? (laughs) Hey, listen, now when I look in the mirror, I recognize the old man a lot. (laughs) Then when you're younger, when you're younger and you go old man, it's like, what are you talking about? I don't look that old. As you get older and you say old man, you know what you're talking about. (laughs) But we've got to put on the new self, the new man. Thank you, Father. True righteousness, right standing with Elohim, holiness, being set apart for the purposes of Yahovah. You want to see the glory of Yahovah manifest within your life, then these are the keys that you have a responsibility to, you know, pick up and use and walk through the door of you know, renewing our minds in the Spirit. Therefore, each of you must put off falsehood and speak truthfully to his neighbor, for we are all members of one body. Hi, listen, let me tell you something. You speak falsehood and you start pulling down other believers because of falsehood. You might be trying to cover your tracks of your your own sin, your own problems. You know... How many times do we see people that, you know, they get set up as the fall guy? He might have looked like someone who's good and out there, and all of a sudden you realize the true liars and deceivers behind the the scenes are setting someone up to take the fall on behalf of them so that their sin is hidden. No, we want to walk in righteousness and holiness. We want to be set apart for the presence of Yahovah. We want to see the body of Messiah grow because when one part of the body is hurting, if you're walking in falsehood, you are not just affecting yourself, you're affecting those around you. Oh, let that just sink in right now. If you're living in falsehood, what does it mean to be in falsehood? When you lie to yourself, you know, what's the point in lying to yourself? What's that going to benefit you? And sometimes we've just got to take account. You know, I don't care if you recognize you're a liar to someone else. I want to ask you a question. Are you a liar to yourself? Oh, yeah, we're hitting on some things today. But we are putting on the new self. It's time to reign in Messiah. Hallelujah. This this is the positive message. It's a message of blessing, but it's also a time where the Father is saying, I'm going to rescue people. I'm going to bring you out of the darkness. You were born to walk in the light. So why are you living in the darkness, says Yahovah? 
Hear the word of Yahovah. Step out of the darkness into the glorious light of a mighty God and experience the blessings that the Father has. You know, he, he hasn't just prepared for you. Man, he is, uh, you know, he's piling up the blessings. He's got so much. You just think how the natural uh, father wants to bless the child. How much more does our heavenly father want to bless us? Oh, thank you, Father. Oh, I'm, I'm, listen, this is good stuff. Oh, thank you for the word. This is why I love the book of Ephesians. It just sets me on fire as I go through this book and recognize, you know what? As I read this book, I, I lose this whole thing about just trying to, you know, be a better person myself. No, I start to get the concept of the importance of walking with others. We're called to be together. We're called to be the body. And we've got to get the falsehood off. We've got to speak truthfully to our neighbors. We've got to recognize that we're all members of one body. Not Jew and Gentile. Hallelujah. In your anger, do not sin. Okay, it's okay to be angry. It's okay to get mad. Like, get mad. At, if you're going to get mad at anyone, get mad at the devil. Come on. Get mad at his works, his ways. Start pulling down his assignments you know when i was 15 years old and i stood on the 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 all-weather football pitch in scotland at the school and you know i was struggling because you know i was looking for role models i was looking for people who genuinely lived the life i saw people with sincerity i saw people who were genuine with love but they didn't talk to me about knowing the voice of yahovah the voice of the spirit on the way of which i was walking and i thought maybe i'm schizophrenic maybe there's something wrong with me and the devil was saying imagine serving elohim your whole life and finding out he's not real and i'd always reply devil that's no temptation imagine serving you know uh uh Imagine not serving God your whole life and finding out he is real. I know what's better. But, you know, it wasn't just the basis of trying to do one off the other. The question is, do we know the living reality of Yahovah? Do you know the voice of the Spirit? Is the Holy Spirit leading you? Because we've talked so much about the hardening of the heart, the loss of sensitivity because of the sinful life, the sinful walk, the falsehoods. The corruption, the deceitfulness. But today is the day to be made new. Hear the word of Yahovah. You know, if you're listening right now and you're just thinking, you know what? Cool, I wish I wasn't tuning in today. I'm just getting convicted with what's been said. Listen, don't leave. This is the place of your redemption. This is the place of your deliverance. This is the day where you walk into the new. I don't want to be the same as yesterday. I want to go from glory to glory. I want to experience his blessing. And if there's areas in my life where I fail, I want to put them right. And I want to get up, dust myself off, and move forward. And I encourage you, don't lose hope. Don't wonder where Yahovah is. He is right here. He is with you. He loves you. He cares for you. In your anger, don't sin. Do not let the sun go down while you're still angry. And do not give the devil a foothold. And, you know, this talks about the meditation of what goes on in the mind. This is annoying me. This is continually annoying me. We keep speaking it out. We keep going over it and over it and over it until it becomes, you know, a stronghold within our life and what has the devil had he has a foothold he's got a place to put his foot where he says ha i've got some ownership in the mind of this individual this anger i'm going to turn it into something loaded with bitterness loaded with problems it's going to attack not just the individual but the body of messiah he who has been stealing must steal no longer, but must work doing something useful with his own hands that he may have something to share with those in need. Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs that it may benefit those who listen. Body ministry. If you're stealing, you're hurting the body. Don't steal anymore. 
you know, if we've got unwholesome talk coming out of our mouths, oh, it's like, eh. You know, no wonder our, our parents back in our day, I don't know if it happens so much today, like they're, they're like, Sonny, you want to speak like that? I'm going to get the soap and scrub your mouth out. <laughs> yeah. And that's what they did in Scotland. I don't know where you were brought up, but let me tell you something. You know, there was consequences to foul words coming out of your mouth. <laughs> yeah. What are we called to do? We're called to have wholesome talk and to do that which is helpful in building others up in accordance with their needs. And, you know, it's not just about speaking for the sake of speaking. What is the needs of those around us? Are we addressing the needs? And as we do these devotions, one of the things that we're looking at in the Spirit, Father, as we minister, as we share, let us address needs that brings forth deliverance, that brings forth transformation. We don't want to just get together for the sake of getting together, but we want to be here to receive in the presence of Yehovah. And we pray that what we say from the word will bring benefit to those that listen. Verse 30, <clears throat> And do not grieve the Holy Spirit, the Ruach HaKodesh of Elohim, with whom we were sealed. Hallelujah! There's the sealing word again that we see in Ephesians chapter 1. I think it's around about verse 12 or 13. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, and anger, brawling, slander, along with every kind of malice. Okay, listen, come on, get rid of it. What do you need to get rid of right now? You want to walk into the new? You know, some countries we go to, we have a big fire and we start burning all of the things that people need to get rid of. <laughs> you know, and sometimes even on the Livingstone Torah Outreach, uh, in the, the discipleship and the things that happen after, you know, write down those things you need to deal with and get out in that back garden and start burning them and saying, you know what, enough of you. I'm not going to walk in bitterness, rage and anger and brawling and slander along with all malice. You know, how, how sick and twisted can we be? How disgusting can we be? We start looking at the sinful man, the sinful life, and when we see it through the light of Yehovah, it doesn't look beautiful anymore because we see it as it truly is. Verse 32, Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Messiah... Elohim forgave you. Oh, come on. This is where we recognize. What are we recognizing? I am forgiven. You are forgiven. You're forgiven. Praise the name of Yeshua as we stand upon his promises and recognize who we are. Oh, let me take you to Romans chapter 6. And this is just going to be the verse I want to leave in closing. Verse 4, we were therefore buried with him through baptism into death in order that just as Messiah was raised from the dead for uh, through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. Hear the word of Yehovah. I speak life and life more abundantly. I come against the assignments of the enemy and I shine the light in Yeshua's name on areas of our life that need to be dealt with and I call on all of us to put things right and if the Holy Spirit is speaking to you right now you know how much do you hate sin are you still in love with sin are you still in love with the lust of the flesh can we get to that place where we don't desire that. I was just reading a story the other day of a of a woman who was supernaturally transformed from being a meth addict and a prostitute. And, you know, in prison, she got totally radically saved and transformed. And when she came back out, she went back into the whole circle of the gangs and all of that lifestyle. And, man, she couldn't touch meth anymore. There was something that happened because of her relationship with Yeshua in the prison. And the work of Messiah caused such a separation. I can't walk down that path anymore. Have you lost the sensitivity to the old man, to the new man? Where are you living? Are you living in between? Are you living in Messiah? Or are you living in the world? I believe it's time we make a decision. How are we going to live? 
As for me and my house, we will serve Yehovah. We will serve Yehovah. Father, I thank you for this word. I thank you that your word is true. It will not come back void. It will accomplish that for which it has been sent. And I pray, Father, you set the captives free. I pray, Father, you deliver us and you bring us into the place of freedom and Messiah. Forgive us, Father, when we have fallen short. And that's what it means to sin, to fall short. We don't want to continue to sin, but, Father, we want to walk in the truth and righteousness of a mighty God. So we commit our lives to you, and we ask you to use us. And we pray, I pray, Father, that this message will bring life's transformation. That it won't just affect you, it'll affect your family. It'll affect those around you. It'll affect your faith walk. It'll impact your community. It'll change your destiny. It'll take you from darkness into the marvelous light. In Yeshua's name. Amen. Amen. I'm going to read another couple of verses. Whoever said prayer was the end, huh? <laughs> Verse 5 of Romans 6. If we have been united with him like this in his death, we will certainly also be united with him in his resurrection. For we know that our old self was crucified with him so that the body of sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves to sin. I am no longer a slave to sin. You are no longer a slave to sin because anyone who has died has been freed from sin. Have you been through the immersion? This is why it's important to have the mikvah, the baptism, to die to self and rise up in Messiah. Hallelujah. Oh, praise the name of Yeshua. Listen, I, man, you know me. I could preach all night. Father, thank you for your word. Hallelujah. If you're blessed and encouraged with this message, if the Holy Spirit is speaking to you, I want to encourage you. Email me, Kenny, at bulldozeoffaith.com and share your testimony. We've got our newsletter coming up, so I'd love for you to share a uh, testimony for our upcoming newsletter for Crossing Point Global Community. I appreciate every single one of you. Remember, we are going to be getting ready to be doing our Livingstone Torah outreach in Fort Worth, Dallas, Texas area. This is where we're going to be uh, setting up our evangelism uh, Livingstone Torah outreach. That's where it's going to be based. And, uh, you know, we're going to share more at the end of the month and look forward to sharing with you. also want to encourage you, listen, we're getting ready to move. We have We're on countdown to the 15th of July. I encourage you, if you're blessed and encouraged with this ministry, sow a seed into the work of the ministry because, you know, we don't know how we're going to move. We don't we we live by faith. We walk by faith. We know the Father's going to make a way. And we're just asking the Father to provide for us everything we need to move our ministry base here and to get us into position. And, uh, you know, we're just the Father knows the amount. He knows how much we need. If you want to sow into this move, into the work of what we do in the ministry, go to bulldozeoffaith.com. You'll see the link on uh, the header of this message. Even if you're listening by podcast, go back and look at the link and you'll see how to give. And bulldozeoffaith.com. Thanks so much for listening. I look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Until tomorrow, Yehovah bless.